Good evening, or morning, or midday. And afternoon. Yeah, any time that you might be listening. Hello, this is the Bear Ash Podcast. Yep, sorry, I'm Manny. And I'm also sorry that he's Manny and I'm Chase. And we like to smoke cigars and talk crap about them, mostly. Yeah, well, I mean, most of the cigars we smoke we don't talk crap about. However, but tonight might be a new night. <laughs> well, yes, there is one brand of cigar that we typically always badmouth, and that is Rocky Patel. That is, although we've never done an episode featuring a Rocky Patel cigar. No, and I feel like this will be giving it a fair chance. Um, you and I have tried a bunch of them. I've tried, oh, The Edge, and there was one called The Twelve Year, and so on and so forth, and I have yet to have a Rocky Patel cigar that I would buy again. Mm. Well, and in your defense, you had you didn't buy this one either. <laughs> no. You know what? Actually, this was gifted to me by a friend, believe it or not. Oh, really? That's surprising. Yeah. So, tell them what we have here, Chase. Well, tonight, we're smoking the Rocky Patel... LB1. Now, why did we choose this Rocky Patel as the Rocky Patel to try on our very popular, very important show? <laughs> Ever popular, I think is the right way to put that. Um, uh, so this was recommended to me by a somewhat listener. I think he's listened to a couple episodes. Enough to know that we do not like Rocky Patels. Um, so he recommended that I purchase this cigar um, to be able to uh, change our mind, you know? So this was um, his attempt to change our minds. This was one of his. We do have another one that we could, uh, you know, potentially feature, depending on how this goes, um, which is their Cameroon. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is one of the ones that he said that he thought that we would enjoy. Um, yeah, and I've already lit it, Manny. I think I'm going to take my smoke detector down this time. Hold on. Dude, wrap it up. I can just disconnect it and put it in the window. There you go. That way, if there's any carbon monoxide, I'll be sure not to hear about it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt this podcast. If so you go I quiet, wanna... we'll know what's going on. So this cigar, do you have the stats on the size of the cigar that we're smoking by any chance? That's, I do. I just wasn't prepared to read them right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Why don't you get ready and let me know when you're ready. You know, don't, don't give me your crap. Hold, hold, sir. This is when we start to break up like Opie and Anthony. All right. This is a Toro. Six and a half inches by 52 ring gauge. Strength is labeled Medium. Although, some of the reviews that I read put it at a medium to full. Are there more sizes than just this one? Um, I, didn't, I didn't do that much research, man. <laughs> I mean, it's a... Oh, there are. Hold on. Here we go. There is a Corona at 6 by 44. There is a Robusto at 5.5 by 50. There's a, the Toro, which we're smoking. There's also the 60, which is 6 by 60. Oh, right. there's also a Churchill Shaggy Foot, which is a oh. 7 by 48. Wow. I will say, this 
uh, smelled really good before I lit it. It, it did smell really good before we it lit smelled it. smelled like a very good cigar. It looks like a high-quality cigar. And, and a lot of them do. Actually, a lot of the Rocky Patel cigars look really good. Like, the edge looks super oily, so I kind of think it's going to be like a dark, really oily smoke, but it never is. Mm-hmm. Um, this one looked really good. Now, you've got yours lit, right? I do. What do you think so far? Did you light yours yet? Yeah, I lit mine. Um, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad cigar starting off. Uh, there's nothing that's standing out to me. It wasn't like I was like, oh, it's good. Um, pretty standard, just tobacco flavor, honestly. <laughs> but um, what is, what do these cost? I think I purchased this one for like around 12 bucks. Okay. Um, Does it taste like a $12 cigar to you? Hold on, hold on. Yet. Oh, sight is um, blocked due to content filtering. Tobacco. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't look at that one. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't say yet if it tastes like a... Right now, no, it does not taste like a $12 cigar. Okay, okay. I'll right say, now, it tastes like an $8 cigar. Right now, I'll say I am so far pleased. All right, I think I, I I was about to say impressed. Ooh, but, easy. Well, that's only because I'm comparing it to my other experiences smoking Rocket Patel cigars in the past. So yeah. I'm impressed for it being a Rocket Patel cigar so far. Um, well, just so you know, Manny, when I bought these cigars for us, I also got a few other of the cheaper lines of Rocky Patels. I don't remember what they are, and I did not write them down. But uh, all kind of prepare my, to prepare myself. I say, you know, i got to give Rocky Patel a fair, sh- a fair chance, you know? Um, if this- every time, I, I literally smoked maybe, maybe a third of each one of those cigars, and I just let it go. Because I was like, this isn't worth smoking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if this doesn't work out and you mm. still don't like them... Do you think you'll ever try a Rocky Patel cigar again? Uh, I mean, yeah, I would. I would definitely try another one, especially if someone was just like giving it away, <laughs> like a gift. Uh, no, this this cigar is not bad right now. Honestly, the aroma that I'm smelling out in this uh, out in this porch here is delicious. It's a it good. It smells aroma. very good. It's a good aroma. Uh, it's definitely right now. I wouldn't even put it at medium yet, but. The reviews I read says it picks up after the first third. Oh, yeah? You got some reviews? I mean, I've got one review, but, uh, yeah, I'm what, you want to just dive into the review, or you want to talk about something more interesting first? Well, I was just going to say, so far, I like it, the aroma's awesome, but I think I'd put it at about a medium. Mine, mine started off a little, a little um, on the spicy side, but not, not too strong. Yeah, I mean, I did take a swig of this uh, three-shot espresso cappuccino I made, so that might also have <laughs> that may also have. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what words I'm looking for. Just just ignore me at this point. Girth might have girth. Or yeah, what do yeah, you? Yeah, sure. Uh, girth. So you're pairing it with your espresso. I did make a uh, cappuccino to go with this. Or espresso, as my father-in-law says. Oh, now you just blew up your father-in-law's spot here on our podcast. Well, hopefully he won't listen. Oh, now you blew it up again. Oh. <laughs> um, this cigar is a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and the filler is Honduran and Nicaraguan. 
So there you go. There's little, there's little, little deets, little deets on the cigar. I do want to say, man, before we jump into review, that I, I was doing some research because I feel like I have zero, not zero respect would not be appropriate. <laughs> if, if the respect level was up to 100%, right, then I'd say I probably have like 20% respect for, for this line. Oh, and well, all of wait, that this is this line or the brand of Rocky Patel. The, the brand, I'm sorry, the brand of Rocky Patel. Okay. Um, and most of that is because they are, in my opinion, they are marketing geniuses. Yeah. Um, I feel like all their cigars, all their labels, like everything looks great. I feel like that their name is all over the place. I feel like a lot of people love their cigars, um, or at least think they love their cigars. <laughs> sure. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with marketing. Yeah, they are definitely very good at business and marketing and the whole legal side of business. I will say, Rocky mm-hmm. Patel has done a lot to fight for rights of cigar smokers. That's right. That is, that is true. So, like, I can't, I can't hate the person. I mean, he's definitely helping us out. But I think he could be helping us out a lot more. Yeah, by making better cigars. Better cigars, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll say this for this LB one. This is like I, at this point, I'm assuming I'm going to smoke this entire cigar, and I am going to enjoy it. Um, I don't know. I can't tell the future, but so far it's good, very good, and it looks like it's going to smoke for a long time. It does. It's a, it's a pretty big stick. So strap in for about an hour of boredom. Yeah, hour of just BS. Ready, go. Start. Oh, never mind. We already did that part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyways, in my search, I did find out a little bit about uh, about Rocky Patel, specifically about uh, Rakesh Patel, who is, uh, that's Rocky Patel's, I think some people think that his name is Rocky Patel. I think I thought that, actually. Um, but Rocky is his nickname. Rakesh is his given name. Um, his slave name. His slave name. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not okay. Uh, but yeah, so I did a little bit of digging on who he is, like kind of how he started this company. Um, I think they just celebrated 25 years. I think that's correct. Um, but uh, anyways, he is someone who did not grow up in the cigar world. Uh, he started smoking cigars after his family had moved to the U.S. from India um, and started smoking cigars because I guess his family, from what I gathered um, based on an interview that I watched with him and read an article, uh, but his uh, his family was pretty involved in the movie biz out in Hollywood and would hang out with all these movie stars. and like United out. States Hollywood? Yeah. I didn't say Bollywood. That's what I was just making sure I heard you correctly. <laughs> yeah, in the United States. So hanging out with people, hanging out like I guess they did a lot of production stuff. Uh, I guess he just kind of picked up the. Uh, he would not call it a habit. He made that clear. Um, <laughs> okay. But picked up the uh, the love for cigars, and then later on in his life, once he already became a self-made, uh, I forget if it's a millionaire or a billionaire, self-made millionaire. Um, is when he decided that if he was going to do anything in cigars, it would have to be to create his own brand and then go from there. Um, although, in his own words, Patel has become one of the best-known names in the world of premium cigars. 
Wait, can, can we back up for a second? Uh, maybe. Um, when you say that he, um, drawn a blank. Never mind. That's that's great. <laughs> Keep great going. Con- great content. <laughs> wait, it'll it'll come back to me. I forgot. Oh wait, 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 wait. No, it left again. Okay, go ahead. Um. Yeah. So he was a law student. Um. Sorry, I have. Uh, he was an entertainment lawyer. That, that's what his job was, prior to going into the cigar business. Uh, so yeah, he has done. Oh, I, mean, I remember I, my question. Stop talking. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> In what context did he feel like he had to suddenly declare it's not a habit? Was someone like, "Hey, do you smoke cigars?" Like, it's not a habit. Um, it was. I, I'm kind of giving words to that, but at a different part of the. Uh, the interview, he talked about how going into the cigar business, he didn't already develop a bad habit for cigars, so he was able to focus more on the other side of the cigar business than just smoking cigars. Almost like he was like assuming that everyone who comes up with a cigar brand is just some like cigaraholic or something. Hmm. <laughs> he he may, I, I, like I said, and I think I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but I was trying to find ways to like him. I don't dislike him, but there were definitely some things that I was like, you are very, very smug. (laughs) Now, you're going off his public persona. I'm just going off of his words, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of other public figures in our day and age whose public persona may not match who they really are. I can't think of anyone in the moment. No, I mean, no one comes to mind. I'm just saying there might be others out there. (laughs) Could be a couple people. (laughs) No, that is true. Um... But, I mean, I feel like if you can go as far as to speak so highly of yourself in an interview, chances are you're just like that outside of the interview as well. The, I could see where someone's acting very, very humble. Then you could be like, ah, they might, be not, they might not be that humble. <laughs> you mean, well, he, he always refers to himself as a self-made millionaire, right? Oh, yes. Self-made. Um, he talks a lot about how he was, quote-unquote, blessed to get into this himself and start from the ground up as opposed he literally says as opposed to you know all of these other guys who kind of inherited their businesses <laughs> right so he was blessed by himself not by his yes <laughs> by his family yeah no it was just him he did all the blessing <laughs> yep uh huh um he does have quite a few cigar lounges um let me see when this article was written actually uh, December 20, 2017. I did not look at the locations, but I know shortly after this, they were planning on opening one of his cigar lounges in um, Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, apparently, his cigar lounges are of note. They're just really fancy-looking spots. Um, and he's got them all over the world. I forget how many he said he already has. But he also spoke very highly of that. And that he, he, he also talked about how he wanted to make the cigar lounge a different experience than what you typically experience in a cigar lounge because that experience was boring. Huh. <laughs> and he wanted his to be more exciting. So, I mean, you know, you know what I think? The mm-hmm. honest truth is the cigar, the cigar you're smoking should make that interesting. Yeah. Like, do you go to a cigar lounge just to hang out and be entertained, or do you go to smoke a really good cigar and enjoy it? Um, in his defense, I think a lot of his fans would go to a cigar lounge just to be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not just a mean joke. If you look at the marketing as well, I feel like if you're over-marketing a product, 
It probably means there's something wrong with it. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of his lounges now, and one of them has a mural of him, like yeah, makes, smiling over sense. his shoulder with a cigar on a whole wall. That makes sense. <laughs> They're very, uh, very extravagant. Oh, there's some scantily clad females. There they are. That also makes sense for his marketing. Yeah. I think we discussed that in one of our earlier episodes about my dislike. It was like a Natura Fuente episode that we did, but my personal dislike for using sex as a sale pitch for cigars. Um, Yeah, that was when we searched for, like, hashtag Arturo Fuente or hashtag cigar. It was mostly boobies. Uh, Yeah, it was. Which I mean, you know, for me that just that that just turns me off to a uh, to a product. <laughs> As I was saying that, I already I regretted it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Shall I read this review, Manny? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, although I complain about this reviewer, I, I keep finding myself crawling back to him. Um, this is once again Coneheed. Um, he, in this review, uh, which is August 2019, um, he, uh, he smoked this exact cigar. I mean, this not this one, obviously, because we couldn't re-smoke it. Oh. It's like the same size. Um, and he gave a lot of details. And I'm going to be honest. Once again, I am giving this cigar a shot, and I am enjoying it still. Um, I mean, it's not throwing anything like magnificent at me, but I am enjoying it. Um, but this guy uh, clearly is a fan of, uh, considering that he's crapped so many times on Drew Estate cigars, even as far as to crap on the Liga Number Nine. Oh, that's right, that was him. <laughs> yep. So to me, it kind of made sense that he would be a fan of this brand. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He, it's like the Karen of cigars. Uh, yeah, it's the cone heat of cigars, I think. <laughs> oh, he gives a lot of praise to. To, to just the brand in general throughout this ridiculously long. I mean, it takes me, if I scroll, I have it on my phone. If I scroll through with my finger at full speed, it takes me about seven, eight seconds just to get to the bottom of this friggin' review. He's trying to get a free box of cigars, that too. Yeah, he's, he's trying something with gold, good old uh, Rakesh. Um, he gets into the factory and he gets into all those details. We're going to skip that. Um, and we're going to go right to his, his description of the appearance. A decent-looking stick. A big load on board. No idea why I chose this size. I'm not sure what he's also referring to by a big load on board. Is, that, is he calling it a turd? <laughs> the cigar reminds him of a, of a turd? I don't know. Um, must have been drunk. The wrapper is a chocolate-hued leaf. Uh, in photography light... It shimmers with oil in colors of copper, rust, and brown mix gently. Huh. Yep. Um, nothing that distracts from the overall look. Seams are tight. The cigar <laughs> feels good up and down. <laughs> <laughs> no hard or soft spots. And an expertly applied triple cap sits atop the lance. See, just that, just his description of the appearance is far more excited than any other description he's ever given of any other cigar. Sure. He knows what he's in for. He's excited. Uh-oh. I already have to relight this, Manny. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, maybe because you were talking. Mine's burning fine. Mm. I'll tell you what, a Drew Estate wouldn't have went out that quick. Um, smell the glove is his next segment here. Dark cocoa immediately fills my nostrils. And just like Half Wheel said, Half Wheel is another uh, review site. Um, oh, so they're like friends. Yeah, maybe. I smell fresh Granny Smith tart and sweet apple juice. Oh, come on. There's a nice creaminess going on. I think he smells cream. Um, smells cream in here. Yeah, <laughs> along with black pepper, lemon peel, cedar, malt, a slight espresso element, and black licorice. Right, he's talking about the smells. We're smoking the LB one. Those are his smells. Yeah, pre-light. Okay. Uh, the cold draw presents flavors of creaminess, black pepper, dark chocolate, malt, cedar, and barnyard. <laughs> the draw is spot on. And so no need for my perfect draw adjustment tool. <laughs> All right. Let's get into his first. Th- I- I'm going to have to break. I didn't like underline anything. Um. But His I'll writing just, uh, so good. I mean, you can probably just pick up anywhere and it'll be enrapturing. Yeah, phenomenal. The start is slow getting out of the gate. Typical generic tobacco flavor with tidbits of creaminess, black pepper, malt, cedar, and dried fruit. What do you taste there, Manny? Okay, hold on. Oh, it's picking up a little bit in flavor. I taste... I guess you Cream. could say like bitter chocolate or raw cacao. Yeah. It's, I don't think this is sweet at all. No, me neither. Um, Definitely no apples. I do not taste any. I don't know. I've, I've never tasted apple in a cigar that I can remember. and I don't. Or smell it. apple in a cigar no. at all. No. Um, I'll give them maybe the dried fruit kind of aroma or taste, you know, like a good tobacco. It is. I, I think it's good tobacco. It tastes yeah, good. It, ta- it does taste good. Um, maybe a little uh, creamy. I'll give it creamy. You know what? I taste cream. All right. Good. I, I do have to say, I'm, I don't know, maybe, maybe an inch into the cigar, and the flavor profile is changing, which I appreciate. Like I'm picking up like change. more flavors. It almost does taste a little bit sweeter as you get into the cigar. Hope and change. Uh, a few moments later, it kicks in. The spiciness is a little over the top for me. Oh. I would have thought five months of naked humi time would have mellowed that out a bit. <laughs> this guy. What? <laughs> Catman is wrong about something? That never happens when I'm asleep. Is he talking about himself in the third person? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, the cigar's build is a medium strength. Um, I took a look at a couple reviews, and they agree that this is definitely a medium to full cigar that finds its glory in full tilt by the last third of this cigar. Okay. You know what's interesting to me is that here's one of those dudes that judges his cigar based on the reviews of others. Yes. That's very foreign to me. <laughs> Clearly, because this entire podcast is to make fun of reviews of others. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but even the, 
But, like, he, it's just weird that he, like, read up on it and then, like, factored that into his... Like, why can't you just taste it and identify the flavors you taste? Yeah, to me, the only reason to read up on how a cigar tastes, honestly, is to, to think of what I want to pair with it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I'll want to know if something is generally reviewed as strong or mild. Like, if I'm recommending, yeah. like, uh, uh, to a new cigar smoker... I might look it up if I haven't had it just to see where people tend to score it as far as str- overall strength. Mm-hmm. All right. It's going down, the blend starts fleshing itself out as some complexity begins to come to fruition early in the game. Transitions begin. The finish is mostly pepper with some creaminess and lemony oomph. <laughs> I taste zero lemon. The cigar is very savory at this point. Sweet factors to come are sitting on the sideline. What does that mean? He can predict them? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, forcing you to... Okay, he goes, he goes into his frustrations with cigar brands sending out cigars before they're fully um, acclimated and that, you, that they leave it to yourself to have to do that in your humidor. That's, that's silly. <laughs> Because you don't actually have to do that with any cigar. <laughs> They're not forcing you to do anything. It's just your own personal preference. Um, I, okay, he goes to say, I'm not a big fan of Patel. I've lost track of his blends between his own namesake cigars and the gazillion house blends he makes for online stores. It is impossible to keep up. <laughs> generally, generally, okay, no, I'm skipping that. Chocolate-covered raisins. Wheaties with milk. <laughs> big wow. cedar notes. Still a pungent black pepper influence, rich malt, and buttery biscuits. This is not your ordinary Patel blend. (laughs) A sip of water brings out some sour buttermilk to the surface. A sip? But mostly... (laughs) Yeah, a sip... Here, hold on. I got a sip of water here. Hold on. There's my water. Here we go. Nope. Hold on. Let me sip my water. No, I actually don't like that. No. It actually mellowed out the flavor completely. Yeah, I don't like that. I'll stick with my bourbon, thank you. It tastes like nothing at that point. (laughs) All right, hold on. This is a great morning cigar. Maybe not for newbies, but experienced smokers will think so. Okay. <laughs> oh goodness. I, I'm telling you, there's like I'm he's just now I've skipped I maybe read five percent of what he wrote about the first third. <laughs> the second third took a solid forty five minutes to get here. <laughs> yeah, just just in your reading of the first third. Ford momentum is stuck in first gear. While mildly tasting, it is becoming linear. I don't even know what he's talking about at this point. <laughs> he's definitely um, got a buzz going. Yeah, he he did mention at one point in the first third that. Uh, oh my gosh, I got to get to these. Hold on. He did mention that I did not read um, that he was buckling up for a magic carpet ride based on the strength. <laughs> See, I can always tell someone who's high by their writing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is somewhere in the second third. As hoped and expected, the blend begins to improve. Transitions seem to be fuller with distinct flavors. The finish is now flush with lemon, creaminess, 
blueberries, butter slathered wheat toast, <laughs> cedar, licorice, and Fritos. <laughs> what a moron. Complexity deepens with some forward momentum. We seem to have <laughs> extracted ourselves from the rut. Oh, oh I feel I, I feel like I need to pay my dues with this blend to get the point where it begins to shine. I think it means to get to the point. Uh, one of my testicles is vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh sorry. wait, bad, bad Leroy Brown is playing. I thought it was the cigar. Wow. <laughs> All right, he says it's completely turned around, 180 degrees is in the in the third third. <laughs> Uh, and he says now something completely different, which I will not be reading. Hey, do you think that that's drugs or mental illness? Probably both. I'm going to go with mushrooms. I think he took mushrooms right before doing this. Or maybe he just does daily. Microdose? Yeah. He, oh, I mean, he... Yeah, he gets into... It, like, there's a story that he shares, and I'm not even going to read any of it. Um, and it's as long as the entire review. Oh my goodness. Yep. Well, great. Is there more to share from Catman? Uh, he does claim that this was a three hour cigar for him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was entering the world champion, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was. <clears throat> oh gosh. No, nah, I mean, that's all that's worth sharing from the Catman. But, uh, yeah, some buttermilk and lemon balm, I guess. Wow, man. He listed, like, every food you can find in your kitchen. Yeah. He's probably we- just high, standing in his we- kitchen. <laughs> just thinking around. about food. Wheaties <laughs> and milk, man. Oh, Wheaties and milk and oh. Fritos and black pepper and coffee. I need some Fritos on this magic carpet ride, man. Oh, bacon and ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I still, by the way, I think one of my least favorite descriptions of a flavor in a cigar is barnyard. Yeah, well, I think they just mean like kind of that hay taste, right? I, I guess so. I think that's just tobacco, though. Barnyard. Barn. I've even heard someone, I, I don't know, remember if it was you and I before we started recording these episodes. Because we did the same thing <laughs> before we recorded it. <laughs> Uh, for quite a while before we ever recorded anything, um, but I believe I was—we were smoking a cigar, and someone referred to the flavor being like burnt tires. <laughs> yeah, but they were speaking highly of the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would say barnyard is even more ridiculous than that because at least tires are burning, and so is a cigar. Wow, that was an interesting <laughs> review. Yeah, <clears throat> as always. I wonder if. Anyone's ever bought a cigar because of one of his reviews? Mm. Um, they probably thought to, and then by the time they finished reading it, they forgot what they were doing. That'd be that'd be my guess. Well, I also have some reviews, Chase. Yeah, Th- go they for are it, man. Quite long. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it turns out there's a lot of Rocky Patel haters, not just us. That's good to um, know. If you there's a bunch of forums like, um, can we talk about Rocky Patel cigars for a minute? <laughs> this person says, what's this person's name? 
he hasn't read it. That's his name. Oh. I cannot find a decent Rocky Patel cigar. I swear every single Rocky Patel I smoke has a nasty aftertaste and no decent flavor to it. Has anyone else had a similar experience? It seems like a popular brand, but maybe it's just not for me. Um, a few comments under that thread are somewhat interesting. A lot of fans, a lot of very passionate fans. Yeah. Um, one of them does say, everyone has a different palate. Definitely still keep smoking it until your palate changes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the okay. way to go through life. <laughs> uh, keep forcing yourself to do things you hate until you like it. Someone says there's plenty. Uh, they're all over, but there's plenty of good ones. There's just a bunch of cheapos that are just okay. Mm. So anyway, then there's another thread. Uh, had my first bad cigar. What was your worst? And he lists the Rocket Patel Renaissance. Never had it. Some of the comments below. Not surprised that cigar sucked. The whole sampler appears to be dog rockets. Avoid ever <laughs> giving Thompson's business if you can. Oh, they're talking about Thompson cigars. Oh, there you go. Thompson haters. Uh, I did find a review. Um, let's see. Here's a good one, and by good I mean entertaining. This is done by Cigar Guide. All right, let's hear it. So, get ready. Rocky Patel LB1 Robusto. So he has the Robusto. Rocky Patel makes cigars in Honduras and Nicaragua, and even though he started out in Honduras, last few years he focused on Nicaragua for production. Almost all the new blends came out of his... Oh, boy. Tabecusa Factory in Esteli. Well, well done. Thanks, man. That factory is owned by Rocket Patel and his partner, Amilcar Perez. The Honduran production is made at El Paraiso, a factory owned by Placencia. But Patel has a special relationship which allows him to use his own methods, his own people, and his own standards for his brands. It's a sort of a lease deal. <laughs> no, well, that's just hiring a cigar factory. Yeah. Uh, this Rocky Patel LB1. It's exactly a lease deal, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Rocky Patel LB1 is made at the. Okay, blah, I'm not. All right, all right. The Nicaraguan tobaccos come from Patel's farm in Esteli. The wrapper is a Habana wrapper from Ecuador. The binder is Nicaraguan, and the filler, as you said, Nicaraguan and Honduran. The cigar is a looker, a very dark yet smooth wrapper, but the foot has been cut by a drunken torsador. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Okay, anyway. Maybe oh, a crooked his cut foot, on the foot? Yeah, his, cu- his, foot was cu- uh, his foot was cut crooked. Don't say says, that five times fast. When placed on a table, foot down, it leans like the Tower of Pisa. Okay. Mm. Oh. Uh, the barnyard and manure aroma is quite strong. <laughs> That's what I like to smell my cigar in my pre-light. <laughs> oh, this smells like manure. This is going to be a real mm, that treat. fiery hot spray diarrhea manure. <laughs> All right. The cold draw is a bit, though. 
I don't know what Uh-oh. that means. He's Maybe one of those. Wait, wait, no, that's like a thing, isn't it? To where you like just use one word for a sentence. Like you don't end a sentence completed. You just like end it with a word that's supposed to sum up the rest of what you're supposed to say. I don't know. His hands don't look like he's a middle schooler. Yeah, I mean that's even like a. I mean even some of us millennials, not us specifically, but uh, it's like a millennial thing. Yeah, we sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we. <laughs> All right. So he says the flavors are leather and pepper, spicy, but it feels a bit like wet leather, making a draw, making the draw a bit draggy. Ugh. Once lit, it's pepper and cinnamon toast with espresso. The flavors then evolve to a mixture of soil, leather, coffee, <laughs> sweetness, and a hint of citrus. The cigar is mellow, and the flavors settle for cinnamon toast with a little pepper, sweetness, and grass. Halfway, some wood, more soil, and leather show up. Oh, delicious. With a spiced toast and sweetness. The draw is good. Better than the cold draw. Hmm. The white smoke is thick and plentiful. The salt and pepper colored ash is quite firm. The cigar is mellow and well-balanced. Where the darkness of the wrapper would suggest it's a strong, full-bodied cigar, it's actually not. It's a medium-bodied, medium-flavored, <laughs> balanced, and smooth cigar. Gotcha. The smoke time is 2 hours and 30 minutes. Oh, dude, I'm halfway done with my cigar. We've been smoking for 37, <laughs> for 37 minutes. Would I buy this cigar again? Yeah, I think so. Scores it a 91. Oh, wow. I don't know out of what. Again, people, please provide a scale for your ratings. Um, I think it's always out of 100, Manny. What if that... Okay, always? Like, I mean, like, when people are talking about the quote-unquote rating. Did you know that the odds of your pilot being drunk in your plane is 1 out of 117? <laughs> I mean, that makes sense when you sit in an airport for a little while. <laughs> I'm just saying, you always have to provide your scale. <laughs> Should breathalyze pilots before you take off? Nah, they probably drive better if they just have a little bit in them to keep the shakes off. Hey, I do have uh It sounds like you're done with that review, right? Oh, yeah. I do have another Reddit question with some <laughs> answers. Um, what is your opinion on Rocky Patel? Uh, I've had many Rocky Patels, and I found that so far I haven't had one that I really enjoyed. I was curious to know what everyone else thinks about them. Am I just getting the low-end ones, and there are some out there that are really good, or is it the brand just, or is the brand just not great? I found the flavor and construction to be consistently poor. Huh. Um, the first two comments are giving recommendations, but the third comment, I think I already like this guy. I'm going to give you a warning that I'm about to say a potty word. Oof. He's a whore. <laughs> Referring to uh, Rakesh Patel. If you have 75 lines, you're bound to make a decent cigar every now and then. Oh. And then someone replied to that saying, that's not the first time I've heard him called that. Ha. <laughs> um. uh, a lot of people say middle of the road. Um, a lot of people say they suck. Um, here, there was a couple of other funny ones in here. 
What a great name to call another a grown adult. <laughs> a grown man. It's like the whore. age of your father. He's a whore. <laughs> I equally get satisfied when another adult calls another adult a liar. You're a liar! I really like that. I do, yeah, this is name calling. <laughs> uh, I mean, someone else... Um, like 10 comments later, uh, has a different opinion of Rocky Patel. He says, he dresses impeccably, is very well-spoken, and can party and then rally in the morning like no one else I've ever met. <laughs> this is ex-lover? I, I don't know. Oh, here, here's a good one. The brand is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he is vain enough to have it named... Uh, to have named the brand after himself, first and last name, and the corny oh. 1995 Microsoft Word-esque font he uses on his brand is absolutely absurd. It's you so know, obvious that he's just obsessed with himself. I'll probably never buy one of his cigars again with my own money. And there are so many good. choices in price. Oh, let me finish, Manny. I'm sorry. I just feel like I need to talk, but go ahead. Literally, just because he is a face of the company, I don't want anything to do with it. He makes a good point. Why would you name your own company your exact name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, tastes, like, tastes like cheap knockoff bathroom cologne in a super sleazy strip club. No soul. <laughs> Meant oh. for the bite your cigar and chew on it. Dip in your brandy crowd. The nickelback of cigars. <laughs> uh, that was good. Rocky Patel is a coarse brewing of the cigar world. Mass-produced, dozens of quote-unquote new lines. Nothing remarkable. Yeah, it seems very divisive. Yeah, it very does polarizing. seem very divisive. It's like you either like him or you hate him, like a lot of other public figures in this day mm. and age. Mm. Um, I'm just looking real quick. I thought there was another really funny one, but I'm not seeing it. Uh, <laughs> this one is just he's douchey <laughs> that's the only comment this guy has to say so I've never really seen a ton of interviews with him I remember I read one script of a transcript of an interview with him that we have referenced in a previous episode because you thought he was of a certain religion when it turns out he was not yeah I'm sorry I apologize I, am, I was guilty of Making an assumption. Okay. Have you ever heard an interview with Rocky Patel? Um, I've heard a couple with Rakesh P Patel, yes. Sorry, Rakesh. Does he prefer to be called Rakesh or Rocky? Um, he doesn't talk about that in his interviews. Hmm. That I've heard. My guess is he prefers to be called Rocky. <laughs> if I had to guess that one, that, that would be my guess. I still like my name for a business that uses my first name, Manuel. Yeah? Manuel Labor. Oh, real nice. <laughs> real nice. Mm. So I know it was a little while ago, but uh, do you remember what you were trying to interrupt me with? Uh, well, I, I answered my question. It's all right. Oh, you had an actual question for me. Well, it was just I was just commenting on the fact that they make a good point that it is something that I wouldn't think to do, and that is name your company your name. Yeah. 
and then put pictures of yourself all over it. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about how it's the best cigar company out there. It's the best. Do you remember? Okay, so this is there. Let's see. When did they really start pushing hard with their marketing? That must have been what ten years ago, twelve years ago. That I saw, yeah, probably, probably like, yeah, t- around ten years. Yeah. So I remember because I frequent a bunch of different cigar stores and tobacco shops. All of a sudden, everyone was pushing Rocky Patel cigars, especially the and, Edge. Yeah, it was the Edge everywhere. Mm-hmm. And everyone was saying, buy the Edge, and they had this whole presentation with that cool-looking box, and the, it honestly was a cool marketing presentation for cigars. I have to relight mine right now, by the way. Oh. Yep. Um, and Real quick, I'm about three-quarters of an inch from the band, and it is not as pleasant as it has been. Okay. I've got like three inches left of the cigar, and I'm already... Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Well, I just remember remarking back then, I was like, wow, this company, Rocket Patel, must really be investing a ton of money into marketing, and they also must be giving their cigar shops some really great deals. Otherwise, they wouldn't be pushing them so hard, because they're not that great. Like, it doesn't make sense that a cigar shop that carries a full Drew Estate, Arturo Fuente, Ashton line would suddenly say, this is the cigar you got to try. Yeah. Unless they were benefiting from it monetarily which is what i concluded way back then like wow what a great approach to marketing but the cigars don't really back it up yeah not at all i mean even with this cigar and like i said i mean i'm not gonna crap on the cigar as much as their other cigars but i mean if you brought me back to old virginia tobacco company and said hey um you can get any i mean i literally would choose any other 12 dollars cigar besides this one um, hold on. Let me think of one. Let me try. Let me try and prove you wrong. You can try, but I wouldn't. Davidoff. To what would you prefer, Davidoff or this? Well, we all know there's no twelve dollar Davidoff cigar. <laughs> okay, thirty dollar Davidoff. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, at that point, it's just the same thing. I'd choose a Davidoff just because it's not a Rocky Patel. <laughs> I'd spend the extra money just to not give it to Rakesh. You know, it's interesting. I I happen to like Gurkhas, but apparently there's a lot of hate for Gurkhas as well. The same people that on the forums hate are hating on Rocky Patel are also hating on Gurkhas. And you were saying you think that that's just because both of those brands supply like those bulk lines of cigars that are really cheap for like online yeah. and vendors and bulk orders. Although and I do have to say, I've smoked quite a few cheap, crappy Gurkhas, and there was none that I was like, I can't smoke this. Like, they still were like, yeah, it's a cheap cigar, you know? But, I mean, to get, like, an $8 Rocky Patel and be like, I can't smoke this is a different story than buying a $3 Gurkha and just being like, yeah, I can finish this. Well, some of the Gurkhas I've had in the price range of between 10 and $15 are really complex cigars, I've found. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. They have their aged line, which are delicious. Um, the Ghost, I think you were also a fan of. Oh, and the evil is um, my the favorite. The evil, yep. Those are all good cigars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Monica I mean, Lewinsky's favorite too. That's what I hear. I think. Don't we have some Gurkhas in our humidors? No. Did I not send you Gurkhas? I don't. No, I don't think so. Because I've you got like Gurkhas? six. Yeah, I've got six in my humidor. Oh no, I don't have any Gurkhas. Oh well then. Well. <laughs> guess you'll have to come. Uh, 
fishing again up in uh, New York. Or hunting in New Hampshire. Oh, that's right. Coming up. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So, um, I mean, our, our trip to New Hampshire is solely based on whether or not we can kill COVID by the time that comes. So we have some plans where... Um, unfolding to try and take care of that to guarantee that we can all go hunting wait and, we do yeah one of them is making sure that you smoke out the virus from your oh, immediate yeah. area right. and from yep. within your respiratory tract yep. it turns out that covid dies the instant it touches uh tobacco smoke that's what i've heard yeah mm-hmm. i heard that it actually to dr fauci yeah i, I think that they're actually going to be sending out um cigars uh, as, <laughs> Doctors yeah. are going to start prescribing cigars again like yeah, they did in the 20s. It's, it's going to be like camels, you know? It's like a menthol cigar. Yeah. Gotta smoke some more menthols. Get rid of that cold. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they'll probably be Rocky Patel's because that flavor can kill anything. I can see him getting on board with the medical field promoting Yeah, why not? <laughs> hey, he'll sell them to anyone, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So, uh, wait, 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 wait. Where are you in your cigar? You're a lot further than me. I'm. I probably got about an inch and a half to the band. How you feeling about it right now? Kind of bored with it. I'm just chugging on it to keep it lit. Yeah, it tastes really smoky. Yeah, it's starting to get smoky already on mine. Yep. Um, not a lot of flavor. Like I do have to say, the second third actually was was enjoyable. It was good. Um, I think that's, or, I just finished that. Yeah, or I should say the start of the second third. And the rest of it was kind of just like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Um, but once again, much, I mean, I would smoke this cigar again. I, if, once again, if someone gifted it to me, I would not buy this cigar for $12 again. What do you think hmm. it's worth? I don't know, like 50 cents? <laughs> I would pay $4 for this cigar. Yeah, I was going to say 5 maybe 6 Wow, okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's half price. If someone said, hey, I can get you these for half price, I'd be like, all right, fine, I'll take one. It's frustrating that I don't know, like, what goes into a cigar enough to know why this is already getting hot and and skunky towards it, like, halfway through. I don't know what, like, how a cigar is constructed to know what affects that. I mean, in my opinion, granted, this is not an expert opinion whatsoever, but in have rolled a couple cigars, you know, not that those are anything to brag about. Um, but, I mean, there shouldn't be anything that really changes. The only thing that could change is the flavor profile based on what tobacco you're putting where. You know what I mean? Like, if, if they've got two different tobaccos as their filler, then that could change the flavor profile. To me, the only thing that would cause a cigar to taste like this halfway through is just poor quality. Like, poor quality tobacco. Maybe he just makes cigars for partiers that start out well, and then you're drunk, you know, by the time you're a third of the way into it, and it all just tastes like whatever. Yeah. I, I think that even their marketing is to that same crowd that you just described. <laughs> uh huh. Living the good life. <laughs> a nice steak dinner, and then there you go. Hey, you know, I can now taste the soil and manure, though. So that's that's a plus. We found a uh, we found a review that was somewhat correct. <laughs> Is that just me, or 
Uh, I did have another little thing I was going to read, but I, I, I'm not. I don't want to get into it at this point. No. No, I feel like even bad publicity isn't worth it. Well, I don't really know that 14 listeners is publicity. Uh, well, I just mean I don't want to waste my my voice <laughs> on anything related to Rocky Patel now. I did have a whole article that I was going to read, Manny, that was a guy's experience with, it must be a nephew or son of Rakesh, who was at a cigar event. Um, and this gentleman who wrote this review um, had two of their cigars that were that he got at this event. Uh, the first one, he had bought one of them that was handed to him from uh, the son, whatever his name is, um, Nick Nietzsche or something like that. I don't, I'd have to scroll through to find it. Nietzsche? But, uh, yeah. Nish. There we go. N-I-S-H. Um, and this whole thing is, this is the story of my experiences with Rocky Patel as a brand. Interacting with Nish Patel and how to not interact with your customers. <laughs> oh uh, but he goes to this whole story about smoking the cigar and it within like an inch of it, the entire wrapper started unraveling. Like, like he's got pictures and it's the entire wrapper is unraveling. <laughs> it's not like he's just being picky about it. That can um, be your humidor though, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, it was handed to him by this rep. Who brought okay. the cigars from their factory? <laughs> All right. So, I mean, in his defense, they should be good, coming right from him. Uh, so he did bring it back to him, and his response was that one of the other reps must have dropped his cigar at some point before he got it, um, and then gave him another cigar, and that cigar also started unraveling. So then he decided to then blame the customer for how he must have cut through the cap. Although it was unraveling from the foot down to the label. <laughs> um, so anyways, I guess the guy gave him a bunch of crap. I'm not going to get into the details. It was it was funny when I read it, but I don't want to read it now. Well, didn't he go back and forth with like the rep from Rocky Patel? Yeah, like from a family member. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll read part of it. This is terrific. Um... Nope. Hold on. Hold on. I'm. I'm so I say to him, um, okay, maybe I cut it a little low, but that's not where it's unraveling. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that my cut is causing it to unravel in the middle of the cigar? Because that's not the problem here. So Nish replies, well, okay, yeah, that's not the reason it unraveled, but it's like if you bought a brand new sports car, but it came with old, worn out, bad tires. You're not going to get the true experience of the car. It just won't run right. What? <laughs> he shares a little uh, a little gif here saying my face when he says this. And it's just it Leonardo like DiCaprio. I'm telling you, all these people are intoxicated. That's a drunk response. That's alcohol. Yeah. So he says, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, yes, you're right. In that scenario, a car wouldn't run as well as it would on new <laughs> tires. But then again, those old tires shouldn't cause a transmission to blow up. You dumb effer. Wow. I was so oh he gets very angry. I was so dumbfounded by his response, an analogy that it took me a minute to respond, but before I could, he pulls out a few more RP cigars, different brands, not the prohibition. He was smoking the prohibition and says, "Here, why don't you try another one? You said you didn't want a freebie, but go ahead and give us another shot." I say, "No, it's really okay. I just wanted to bring the issue to your attention." And then Nish replies, 
Well, I actually know exactly what happened with your cigar here. One of the reps or someone must have dropped it and then put it back in the box as a handout. So it was damaged before you got to it. So I say, well, I understand that happens. I could see it maybe got damaged in transit or something. No worries. Thank you for your time. And again, he offers another cigar to me and is insistent I take one. And he says, okay, here, take this RP 15th. It's one of the top five cigars in the world. Better than Padron, kind of like a 26 or 64 combined, only better. You try this one. It's your highest, it's our highest end cigar. You'll like it. Um, there is more <laughs> marketing gibberish here, too. I take the cigar, thank him for his time, and head back to my table, absolutely dumbfounded by the experience I just had. Go back to the table, share the experience with the folks I was sitting with. Um, he, he, he then goes to say this cigar also was poor construction. <laughs> Uh, wow but wait there's more oh. I was back at the table and look over a cigar he gave me this one was still in the cellophane and I realized it too was damaged cracked wrapper couldn't effing believe it debated going back up and showing slash telling him to try and prove a point but I know I have to f- I, I know it'd be falling on deaf ears uh, he also shows a picture of that cigar so that was actually his third cigar <laughs> <laughs> his ending thoughts are F you Rocky Patel as a brand seriously F you wow <laughs> and you are a sandbagging POS niche that's a bold effing response trying to blame your customer when you know it's not their fault I will never touch another RP branded cigar accessory etc ever again because I refuse to support you piece of poop company and attitude towards your customers you are garbage. And he shows a picture of that last cigar in the garbage. <laughs> you are garbage. <laughs> okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Did you know that um, driving cars has a death rate of about 1 in 77? Really? Yeah. So 1 in 77 people that drive cars die or 1 in 77 people that are in a vehicle die? 1 in 77 people that are in a vehicle die. Wow, that's Eventually. quite a stat. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I'm not a statistician. I took statistics in high school, but I barely passed. Well, Manny, I hate to break it to you, but I think 100% of everyone who ever is, goes in a car dies. <laughs> Do you know that um, dying of suicide is 1 out of 86? 1 out of 86. Mm-hmm. Almost as many as which die from car accidents. Almost. Do you know that dying of an opioid overdose is one out of 98? Is that one out of 98 opioid users or one out of 98 people? Hey, listen, I don't know. You know, go huh. go do the research if you're so worried about it. <laughs> Wait, aren't you the one presenting the research? I'm, I wouldn't say I'm presenting the research, but I am paraphrasing the research. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that dying by gunshot is 1.2 out of 100 in the United States? Hmm. That's why 150 million people died of gun violence last year. <laughs> I think that's the stat our possible future president gave. Like a half of the population of the U.S. died yeah. last year? Yep. <laughs> and um, the, other, the, the other half died of COVID. So <laughs> we're, we're pretty slim right now here in the U.S. Apparently, dying from the flu is 9 out of 100 if you have the flu. Oh. Influenza, baby. That would be 9% death rate? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that I would does verify not sound that. right. I would verify that <laughs> before you, you know, answer yeah. the Jeopardy question. Or, yeah, know, thank you. Spoke I'll, publicly I'll, yeah. about the health risks of influenza, but yeah, definitely nine out of a hundred. Nine. I'll do my own fact checking on that. Nine percent. <laughs> Did you know that the odds of being called down to the Price is Right is one in thirty-six? Really? Mm-hmm. Did you know? Wait, wait, wait. How's that even possible? If you're there, I think there's only 36 people in the audience. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Did you know that the odds of being born with 11 fingers or toes is 1 in 500? Huh. Hey, did you know that the odds of being injured by a toilet are 1 in 10,000? Wow. I yep. believe that. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually more rare than I would have guessed I like the answer to the odds of getting away with murder it's one out of two maybe <laughs> is that like an encouragement to murder <laughs> I would take it as such yeah you got, got a 50, pretty good 50 chance shot here maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know that the odds that a man aged 25 to 44 has never had sex is 1 in 35.7? Hmm. Okay, I'll let you guess this one. What are the odds of getting a hole-in-one in golf? I'd say 1 in 200. Well, the odds are greatly increased if you're holding a Rocket Patel cigar, they say. Oh yeah, is it right? Is this did Rocky Patel put this out? It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it's a good marketing ploy right there. But no, the odds of getting a hole in one are one in five thousand. Oh wow, maybe I was just really good at golf back in the day. You know that I stats? actually whoa, whoa, whoa time out. You know that I actually hit a hole in one at age twelve. At a real golf course or like uh, no, at a real golf course, par three, baby. Wow. Have you hit one since? <laughs> no. I mean, putt-putt, yes, but that doesn't count. <laughs> I've I've come close. Never, ever got a hole-in-one. <laughs> come close. That sounded funny. All right. <laughs> Did you know that an estimated 1 in 4,500 infants are born with ambiguous genitalia? <laughs> it's important in fact, yes, I to, did. <laughs> it's important not to try to guess the baby's gender. Tests will most likely determine the sex of the boy or girl. Results should come back in a few days, or at the most, one or two weeks. Hmm. Like after birth they're talking about? Uh, yeah. So they recommend not assuming that it was a boy or a girl based on what they have? Do you want to know why they recommend that? Uh, Why? Well, historically, when a set of parents is presented with an Im- with an infant with ambiguous genitalia, they are they have historically been put in the position to choose what gender they want their baby to be. Yes, and then I have while heard they're that. infants, they perform the corrective surgery, mm-hmm. and then later on in life, chastity decides that he wants to become a she because all the insides are girl parts. Wait, chastity. Whatever the name is. Why do you pick a stripper name? <laughs> Why is that a stripper Are name? you assuming that someone whose parents decided for them becomes a stripper? Well, clearly she's chaste. Ooh. 
I just picked the name that you would pick if you transitioned. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Uh, so yeah, the, now they say that why don't you wait and we'll actually run tests on your baby before you hack it apart and make it what you want it to be. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Manny, in sharing all these statistics... Oh, I got more, but yes. Oh no, then continue. Never mind, you'll probably oh. answer my question. Well, there's a 3% chance you'll be arrested, which is more a little more than twice as likely if you're black. And that is true. <laughs> All based on arrest records by race and the population in the U.S. Wait, what was the original number? Uh, so, there's an overall 3% chance that you'll be arrested, but about 6% if you're black. Solely based on arrest records and population density. Yeah, I, I think that one's probably accurate. No, I definitely. That's one that I actually had to like find my own numbers and do some calculations with a calculator. Oh, is that, that how is you true. do calculations? Yep. <laughs> Thank you. The odds of being considered possessed by Satan are one in seven thousand. Ooh. Yep. Wait, by Satan? By Lucifer himself? Uh, I would assume that Lucifer and Satan would be the same entity they're referring to. Yes. Good old Beelzebub? No, that's a demon. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Are we just leaving that out of the stats? Uh, yes. We're talking about specifically Satan, the Prince of Darkness. Okay, thank you. That's all my stats. <laughs> I would I would check all those before you go basing life decisions around those. Wait, wait, so wait, wait. What are the stats of COVID since we're in this, uh pandemic oh uh death rate varies from 0.2 percent to 3.4 percent that's a big variation (laughs) so you're either screwed or you're not if you were to take the middle number it's right around 1.5 percent death rate and treatment is improving so then you could say covid is uh you're more at risk to uh, complete suicide you're more at risk to die of opioid overdose you're about the same risk of dying by gunshot you're far more likely to die from influenza. Um, you're more likely to get in a car crash. And die. You're, you're, you're slightly more likely to die from COVID than you are that your pilot will be drunk on your plane. <laughs> I like those chances. And you're definitely way more likely to get away with murder than you are to die of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, wait, first of all, you can, you, can, you can knock two of those off your bucket list if you just hop on a plane. Because it's very yeah. likely you'll get COVID and have a drunk driver. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to share that. You know, I am anything but a mathematician. Yes, I think um, I know like, clearly. The only way I graduated liberal arts college was with a D minus in uh, pre-calculus because that was nice. my last required class, and I <laughs> only found out that I passed while I was in line to graduate. <laughs> yep. The professor came up to me and told me I passed, and that's all I needed to know. I, I wonder what that would have been if you didn't pass. I was prepared for that. and that Like you just have to hand over your cap and gown and walk away in shame? I was in line with my cap and gown, and I knew that I wouldn't be able to graduate if I didn't pass that class. And he didn't have – it all depended on my final, and he didn't have the test results until that day. So I was yeah. all – dressed up and in line and he came up and told me before i went on stage he just he just gave you a pass let's be honest i think so i think so yeah. felt bad for you i honestly think that's what happened 
Mm-hmm. He's like, this kid's not And that, folks, it. is what you call Puerto Rican privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of three Puerto Rican students in my college. Yeah, and you all passed, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Remarkably, yes. I've heard statistically uh, three out of three Puerto Ricans passed in college. <laughs> <laughs> from, from yeah, from Houghton. College, from Houghton yeah. yeah, from Houghton specifically. I think that's that's on their website. <laughs> oh. Well, this cigar sucks now. You're still smoking it? I I, I was just trying to. Yeah, <coughs> I've had to relight mine twice. <coughs> yeah, I relit it. Just oh, that tastes horrible. Yeah, it's actually. I've got about a half inch to the band, and it's honestly, I'm kind of. I think I'm done with it. I've got like two inches left of the cigar, and it's, it actually tastes bad. So you're probably right at the line where the band starts, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well we gave it a try. <laughs> what, what could you say overall about our shared experience with a Rocky Patel cigar? And one that has been promoted by someone that we greatly respect. Yeah, I think I probably respect him a little less now. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Um, but, uh, I mean, if that was a $6 stick, I'd, I'd buy it again. Yeah. Five, six bucks. You got me. Maybe. I, 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 once again, if it was a $6 stick, I wouldn't have a problem handing that out to newbies. Correct. Um, but once again, for 12 bucks, I mean, you can get yourself any undercrown. <laughs> 12 bucks, you can get yourself a Padrone. Twelve bucks, you can get quite a few Astrons. Uh, twelve bucks will buy you any CAO. <laughs> so yeah, twelve bucks will buy you a lot, a lot better cigars than what that had to offer. You can get like a pretty good Arturo Fuente for under eight bucks. Yeah, some of those Hemingways. You know what? Actually, I, I this is kind of I would compare this to an Arturo Fuente Hemingway, like one of the bigger don't, ones. Don't do this. Hey, stop it. Don't as far this. as as far as strength, hear me out. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'll give it that. But it's got so much more flavor. You you pay less money and you get a better cigar with an Arturo Fuente. Yeah. Um, and that's any Arturo Fuente, even like that three dollar like labelless stick that they sell. Oh, that's right. The like I, rejects. Uh, I would take that in an instant over the cigar. I would the pay twelve dollars for that cigar. Dude, I was impressed by that Arturo Fuente. I forget what they call it. The uh, the whatever the throwouts are. That was really good for like two dollars. You're right. Oh, I don't know if it was a, the one I had or the one I'm referring to. I don't know if it's technically a throwout. Um, it comes in an Arturo Fuente box, and on the cellophane it just says A Fuente in like gold uh, ink. Oh, I yeah. guess it would be. Yep. So I don't know if that's technically a throwout, but you can still buy that stick for like three bucks. No, Artur- well, yeah, Arturo Fronte makes, like, these, like, second, whatever, like, discarded cigars, and they have yeah. their own very generic, it's like a n- number two label or something. Yeah, I know and what you're talking about. They're, a- they're actually pretty good. I'm amazed that they cost as little as they do. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this on the record here on this podcast, is that that is the worst cigar we've smoked. <laughs> what, this one we smoked just now? Yeah, and recorded, yeah. <laughs> Was it really? Uh, out of all the cigars we did an episode out of, you bet it was. Yeah. yeah I mean, have we smoked thinking, a bad cigar in an episode? I, uh, I don't think 
think so. What did we smoke last time that you were sitting here next to me? Oh, well, that episode's not out yet. Um, what was but it? That, but that was the acid um, art. What is it? Art something arte. Okay, so that's an that's a completely different cigar. But I personally would prefer this Rocky Patel over that acid. Well, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that's not what I said. I didn't say thank you. But you're welcome for the two gifts I gave you. <laughs> Glad that you appreciated that cigar that I considered <laughs> special. I, listen, you hey, go back and listen to the episode if you think I wasn't appreciative, okay? Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> um, all right, all right, should you take this cigar over that? Uh, yeah, I would. Cause, only because the acid made me feel nauseous like like I was swallowing chewing tobacco spit. Yeah, yeah, that, I know that that happens to you for infused cigars. Uh-oh, Manny's done. Um, hold on, Manny. Before you just exit us out, Exodus. before you just cancel culture us, um, I feel like there was something else. Hold on, let me look. Let me look. About the cigar? No, it was it was unrelated, but worth talking about. No, it's not there. Although I do have to say, re- really quick, completely unrelated to anything we talked about. Um. I have a 10-year-old, almost 11-year-old, that uses my phone to search things mainly related to fishing and fish. Um, but he last week caught a creek chub for the first time. Um, <laughs> His first chub, huh? <laughs> yep. But uh, I just noticed as I'm looking through uh, what I may have had tagged here in, uh, in the good old, uh, I think it's Safari that's used on our phones. Um, anyways, uh, one of the searches that he last put in there was, can you eat Creek Chub? (laughs) Can you? Um, not too many humans eat Creek Chubs, although they reportedly are tasty. Those are those little fish you got to throw on the shore, right? No, those are like guppies or something like that. But I think up here we're supposed to. If you catch one, you're not allowed to put it back in the water. You got to throw it up on the shore. No, that's not a creek chub. That's something else. Um, maybe guppy is not the right word. Um, Goby. That's what I'm thinking. Goby. Gobies. Gobies Gobies. You got to throw up on the shore. Yeah, goby fish. Yep, those you throw up on shore. No, creek chubs are kind of found everywhere. They're really popular as a bait fish. I gave um, me a chub. No, oh, yeah. Well then. So that that that's all. There's nothing. There's hey, nothing wait. else. <laughs> the odds that a left-handed person will die using a right-handed appliance is one in four point four million. <laughs> well, I I mean that's pro- I mean there's probably someone listening to this that just had a big old sigh of relief. I uh. I found another quote about Rocket Patel cigars. I realize everything we're saying is unrelated, but there's another quote from Rocket Patel cigars. It says, "Damn, I just bought a Rocket Patel cigar sampler since I never had them before. Didn't know they were trash. Should have done my research, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hold on. We got to we got to take a step back. Can you list a right-handed appliance? 
a firearm. That would be considered an appliance? Uh, well, I guess wait, not, right? Wait, is there a right and left-handed firearm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got, you, there's left and right-handed shotguns, or left and right-handed is rifles. It just, is it just where the safety is? Uh, it's where the, sometimes the safety, also the bolt, and then where the cartridge ejects. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I would not consider that to be an appliance. Because if you're a left-handy serial killer using a right-handed gun, a normie, then it would eject right into your face, the hot cartridge. Well, based on two things that we already covered, one is that you're more likely to die of a firearm than you are from an appliance that's not the correct hand. I guess that's not an appliance. All right, and also fine. that serial killer right has a 50% appliance? chance. You tell me. What's a right-handed appliance? When I think of an appliance, I think of something you find in your kitchen, something you find in your laundry room, um, something that toasts things. <laughs> like That's why I'm like, is there a right-handed appliance? We gotta think of one. Hold hair up. curler, hair straightener. No, th- there's not a right-handed hair straightener, <laughs> right? Hold, hold on, hold. This is this is worth checking out. <laughs> right-handed. No, no, no. You're, you're doing the wrong search. Appliances. Right-handed appliances. This is going to be great. Yeah, there is a... Nope. 16 little ways the world is designed for right-handed people. Spiral notebooks. Scissors. (laughs) Wait, scissors? measure. Wait, wait. You can flip those around. Yeah, but the angle of the holes are different. Oh, my gosh. Chainsaws. How does... The flap covering zippers on pants blocks easy access from a left side. You know what? I can see using a chainsaw being really sketchy. Yeah? If you're left-handed using a chainsaw, because then you don't have the engine next to you blocking you from the blade. You're just right next to the the blade. Yeah, well, I think that's... Can openers. Keyboards. Circular saws. Wait, how is a keyboard designed for a left-handed person or right-handed person? Um, While the number pad on the right side entering numbers means either using your right hand, moving the keyboard over to your left hand, or trying to use the row of numbers at the top of the keyboard. If your wrists need a resting spot on the front of the keyboard, try this awesome hack or discover clever ways to clean a keyboard. I mean, I'm looking at my keyboard and... (laughs) I don't know, man. You know what? This is ridiculous. I mean, I agree. I can't believe Measuring I, cups. Because <laughs> they, no, no, no. they say that if you're holding it with your left hand, you can't read the metric signs. Because <laughs> it's on the other side. I mean, most right-handed people would be pouring things into a measuring cup with their right hand and holding it with their left. Rulers? What? Okay, just like a tape measure, a ruler can be equally frustrating for a lefty. Left-handers like to draw lines from left to right, but rulers usually begin with a zero on the left. Because <laughs> that's how things work. <laughs> you read from says, left to right. Wait, Number 17 out of 20, garden tools. 
It just says garden tools. <laughs> like a shovel? A car cup holder. Oh, that's a good point. Because <gasps> you got to reach with your right hand if you're driving to reach your cup in the <laughs> cup holder. But there's also a door on your left hand. <laughs> yeah, or you could just use your right hand. Uh, like, do you not have a right hand? Vegetable peelers. <laughs> Why? Oh, uh, apparently one side is uh, is the sharp side in a vegetable. I, I, all of ours, both both edges are sharp. And the description that they're giving, this person is peeling toward his own thumb. So it actually would make more sense for a left-handed person. <laughs> hey, do we have any old, like, elderly listeners that you know of? I don't know. They're probably not hearing well if they are. I hope not. Well, the only reason I ask is I think next time we should discuss the elderly men in our life and their need for routines and how funny that is. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Here's another one. Doorknobs apparently are right-handed. Well, for a left-hand outswing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> left-hand inswing? Right-hand outswing? Right-hand inswing? This claim is that the natural way to open a door is to reach across your body to grab the knob. So a left hand inswing or outswing? Yeah, but that's just based on the design of your freaking house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think we're getting too deep into this thing. Oh goodness! Come on, this is this is this is funny though. About left-handed and right-handers? You mean serial killers versus normies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the 10% of serial killers out there, it might be hard for you to peel someone's scalp with a vegetable peeler. Aren't all serial killers left-handed? Pretty sure. I know, uh... That's like, a stat you should have covered. Hold on, I'll get it right now. Are all serial killers left-handed? <laughs> Does that also mean that there's more white left-handed people than any other demographic? Wait, say that again. Does that mean that there's also more left-handed white folks than any other color of folks? Oh, I don't know. Because, I mean, let's be honest. That's one thing that whites have against them is that we're more likely to be a serial killer. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yep. Therefore, we're more likely to get away with murder. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Wait, because you're white? <laughs> this says, the world is designed for the right-handed, and the lefties have to endure lots of little daily struggles righties might not think twice about. Now, if you're driving in the UK, then Ooh. your cup holder would favor the left-handed driver. Wow. You see? Wow. See that? Well, in case you're wondering, Tim Tebow's left-handed. Also, Seth Rogen and Matthew Broderick. We yeah, all that all makes well sense that to me. <laughs> that all makes sense to me. Paul Simon, Dennis Quaid, <laughs> Matt Lauer, Steve Young. These are all, like, washed up. <laughs> yep, see? The lefties do have it hard. <laughs> all right. Well... On that note, what are we smoking next, Manny? I say we smoke something that we really want to smoke. Something really delicious and enjoyable. Yeah, we don't force ourselves to choke down some mediocre brand. 
I agree. What do we got in our humidors that's worth looking at? That's a great question. Or what do we both have is a real question. We got some of those skinny monsters. Oh, we got that big T-52 sitting in there. Yeah, we do. We haven't done a T-52 episode. Have we not? I thought we did. I I don't think we did. Oh, we got to go back to the archives and look. If we haven't done a T-52, I feel that we definitely should. Um, the archive says no. My people are telling me we haven't done one. Your people? Yeah, my people right now are telling me. In these times? (laughs) The whites, yeah. (laughs) The whites are telling me right now we haven't done a T-52 episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's do that. Let's do the T-52. I like it. What would you pair it with? Oh, I'd probably pair it with an OJ. (laughs) Yeah, something nice and sweet and juicy. Yeah, I think the best pairing would be water. Uh, T-52. Okay, so that's going to be like a dry, kind of like not sweet, strong cigar. I have that. Well, you tried that coffee moonshine. Oh, yeah. I think that's the way to go for something like that. Honestly, I think my when I'm smoking a cigar at night, my preferred, my preferred pairing... <laughs> Is all is often like a latte or a cappuccino or an espresso. So, I think that your coffee moonshine would be a perfect pairing. Oh yeah, baby! All right, any concluding hey, thoughts on this mediocre cigar? I have one. One concluding thought. We have not we have not gotten any feedback at all, Manny. Um. So to our estimated twenty five audience, <laughs> that's very generous. Uh, that, that, that's just what the stats tell me here on our, my little, uh, my little app. Um, I think that we need some more negative feedback. Um, and I mean, we'll, we'll read that feedback right here in our episode. Uh, the other still listening, then you understand how terrible we are at this. And so we're begging you to please tell us how bad we are publicly. Please. If you we can. have our Instagram account, Bearash Cigars, right? Oh, we, we, do no, we still Bearash have an Instagram? Podcast. Do we still we have do. an Instagram account? Yeah, I haven't posted, but we have it. Yet. Oh, Bearash I just assumed that we didn't have it anymore because I haven't seen any postings recently. Oh, yeah, well, you know. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, hey, another celebration is that we have almost 700 plays in total, Manny. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyways go ahead you know roast us if you, if you must do you do you 700 plays that's like 700 wasted hours of people's time <laughs> no that's that's far more than 700 wasted hours <laughs> and years of therapy oh uh, well manny this has been a real treat i mean not not that cigar but just the company Oh, it's so virtual nowadays, you know? Yeah. We started it before. It was cool. All right, man. Hey. You going to sing us out? Yeah. Good night. Good night.